Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well met, fellow adventurers. You find me in the city of Twimidor. Just check on saying it, right? Twindmore. Oh, wait, it's on the... Here's his description of the place. Situated on the northwest flank of Barrow Lock, surrounded by a vast expanse of bleak wood moorland, the city of Trimador has long served as an important waypoint for traffic bound for destinations south along the River Twind. Indeed, Trimador is the last stop for any southbound with us before braving the murky and dangerous waters of Barrow Lock. The current city is built atop the ruins of ancient Trimador, which collapsed and sunk into the earth during a powerful quake nearly 600 years ago. There are several sealed and secure entrances into the lower ruins throughout the city. My adventures? The man in the leather hat. Somehow, you feel this isn't the first time you've seen this particular stranger. Start the adventure. Embark on this adventure. While passing near a marketplace, you are suddenly startled by a swift tap on the shoulder. Turning around, you come face to face with a tall, lanky man dressed in a green tunic and leather breeches. A thin, grey cloak hides much of his torso and the shadow clasp. Shadow cast by his wide-brimmed leather hat almost entirely obscures his face. Your heart skips a beat, and you realise this is not the first time you've laid eyes upon this person. Before you're able to address this mysterious stranger, he takes hold of you, and with an amazing display of might, forces you into a nearby alley where he promptly throws you to the ground. What? 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 What, what did I do? What did I do? The stranger, who has not uttered a single word, stands over you in the alley, his hand resting on the hilt of a short sword that hangs at his side. He impatiently tag taps the pommel of, his, of the weapon, so he is waiting for you to attempt to regain your feet and engage him. I'm going to refuse to engage him. The hat is stranger sighs and shakes his head slowly, if he's somehow unsaddened by your unwillingness to engage him. He turns and starts out of the alley. Okay, I, I, okay, I'll take him when his back is turned. You spring to your feet and rush out of the train, preparing to strike him from behind. Before you can land a blow, however, the hatted man spins on it on your on his heel and nimbly parries your treacherous attack. He quickly counters the assault with a series of devastating strikes. Despite the ferocity of the attack, it becomes apparent he is not trying to kill me. Does really, really, really hurt me. I fight the hatted stranger. He's black. <laughs> he is an 18... No, his, his role is black. You can mean he, I need to go well, 18 or higher on the 20-sided dice to even hit him. 
So, yeah, he's he's much, much stronger than me. And it's not just me, but he, he is probably be stronger than nearly every single every single character in the game. This, I mean, for most of the history of the game, this was the unwinnable fight. Yes, yes, you're not supposed to win. And I'll just explain how, why, clicking here. Your sword hums as it cuts through the hair. The hatted stranger strikes at you with the flat of his blade. The hatted stranger flips his longsword with practice ease and strikes you a devastating blow with its bulky hilt. Oh no. Did he just use a pommel of mass destruction on me? Oh no, no wonder I didn't survive. I have been ended rightly. Indeed. Fortunately, he didn't want to kill me. Because if he did want to kill me, I would be dead. There would be no conceivable way I could survive. I there would just just be a thin there would be a thin smear of red spread over half of Trimador if he wanted to kill me, and then he would find my ghost and just glare at it in a in a glare at it in a slightly curt fashion, causing it to explode. Yes, yeah, let's see. Yes, he did more damage in one hit. Than my entire health. And he, and he could do a lot of those. And he could do that every turn. He is unbeatable. In nearly all circumstances. I say nearly all. Because there are some people. Who bought. Who bought a lot of packages. Got, got very good gear. And have somehow defeated him. Especially since the item that would usually allow you to circumvent this is gated behind this event. Yes, it's undefeatable. The thing is, it is generally defeated but still alive. You strike the ground hard, driving the wind from your lungs upon impact. Gasping for breath, you attempt to regain your feet. But the stranger places his right foot on your chest, keeping you pinned in the vulnerable position. He reaches into his tunic and produces a small scrap of parchment, which he hurls down at you. Then, after taking a few moments to adjust his stride, he takes his foot off his off your chest, turns, and strides swiftly out of the alley. Now, it's genuinely agreed by most people. That this the man in the leather hat is the avatar of the GM himself, so of course he is unbeatable, and can and yeah, of course this isn't he doesn't dust kick your ass. In fact, he only does this once. In another case, you could meet up with him in Warfoot, in Warfoot, and he'll give you ten ATs. He also turns up in various seasonal events. Giving nice prizes. And in fact, he's probably giving me something nice here, but apparently he had to kick my ass so I remember. <laughs> or something. Or maybe he just felt like it. Because I mean, if you're. I mean, if, if you're 
if you have reality bending fourth wall breaking powers you're gonna want to kick some ass occasionally just fun yep okay winded and battered but not permanently harmed, you rise to a seated position and examine the small piece of cut of cut parchment left by the stranger. It appears to be a short note. One side of the note reads as followed. Doom's Hall. The other side of the note bears a crudely sketched R. Not sure why the stranger left the note, or what Doom's Hall or the R might mean, you painfully regain your feet and make your way out of the alley. Okay, and that's the end of that adventure. Now, the thing is, I think... Yes, I remember a place called Doom's Hall. It's in Trific, in Western Tysa. It's just off Blade Square. So I'll go in there, explore, Blade Square, buildings. Doom's Hall, it's an alehouse. Because as it, once again, a lot of good stuff happened. All, all the best, the best quests start in pubs. It's just, just a wall. Is it an alehouse? Yep. Visiting Doom's Hall. The interior of the alehouse, known as Doom's Hall, is in great state of disrepair. The exception of an old, old man si sitting palo in the far corner. The place is deserted. As you step inside, the old man looks up and nods at you, before swiftly returning his attention to the steaming mug in front of him. I'm going to approach this old man, because I've just been gi given, a, given a note by some super powerful being, so it's worth investigating. As you approach the table, the old man looks up at you and nods. As you introduce yourself and produce from the note stranger in the leather hat left for you in Trimtimor, he looks, up, looks the note over and smiles. The green door, he says, turning, handing the note back to you. Then, without another word, he, he again turns his attention to the steaming mug of Palo before him. You ask him what he means by the green door, but doesn't respond. Now more determined than ever to get to the bottom of the events. That began with a chance encounter in Chimidor. You turn and make your way out of the alehouse. Ooh. Investigate a small windowless building with a green door. Well, there we are. It's weird there's a... It's... You think... I hope being a bit of a sticky wicket if someone... If someone just... If, if suddenly it became fashionable to paint doors green in this city because if that was the case I'd be I'd be certain I'd be knocking on I'd be knocking on hundreds of doors and probably disturbing people in something intimate at least once and I might, I might even get too into it when the foul of the curfew but unfortunately my protagonist senses senses have have stripped down it to only the places of it have guided me to the to limit it to only seeing the places that are interesting. It's a convenient power, really, as a protagonist, where you can only see things that will advance your quest. 
you know, you know, you know, as a protagonist, you never get lost unless you are supposed to get lost. In which case, getting lost will probably lead you towards greater adventure. Somehow. Yes, investigate a small windowless building with a green door. You move up to the green door and whap on it loudly. Seconds later, a series of latches being undone can be heard from the other side. When the final latch has been unfastened, the door springs things slowly inward, revealing a, sm revealing a small, dim interior, lit by the flickering light of the fire. The door promptly closes behind you, and a bent, hooded figure quickly sets about refastening the many latches that hold it fast. <coughs> Okay, sorry about that. All appearances indicate that the place you've stepped into is a tavern. Alright, two taverns, that'd be the even better quest. A long wooden bar runs the length of the far side of the room. On the walls your way is a fireplace, which currently hosts a roaring fire. The flames cast a flickering glow off the many weapons and unusual objects that adorn the walls of this small, somewhat cramped space. The bent, hooded figure that let, let, let you in shuffles over and takes a position behind the polished bar, immediately straightening itself up and throwing back the hood that covers its head to reveal the face of a young woman. A black patch covers her white eye. It's been a while since anyone worries, not the door. Welcome to the last known standing, fully operational Guild Hall of the Adventurer Collective Zoop. We've been expecting you to drop by for quite some time. Okay. What is this? Adventurer's Guild Hall. Once pearl fixtures that could be found throughout Swift, the numerous Guild Halls once maintained by the end of it. Venture Collective have all but disappeared over the last generation. I guess Tallies did all the adventures. You know, that, 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 that does seem to be the way. He just did so many adventures. There was no, there was no adventurers. Adventures left for anyone else to do. Yeah, that must be, be what happened. The halls that remain have become secretive and often lonely places where the few twill adventures of the current age can still gather. Member Membership in the Adventurers Venture Collective is a prerequisite for joining an Adventurers Guild Hall, but does not provide a guarantee of membership. Each hall maintains its own roster of members and governs itself governs itself as an entity separate from the collective. What is this Adventurers Collective then? The once proud adventurer collective is now little more than a dim memory to most, serving as a reminder of days long past. An age where brave adventurers banded together to brave the perils of the world. Uh, hmm. Brave and brave. I, I might change that. But that. Though still around. Though still around, the collective now exists as a faint shadow of its former self. A very secretive society composed of a very select and dwindling membership. For the true adventurer, membership in the collective still offers most of what it once did. The collective still maintains a small number of guild halls in various places, 
Though nowadays, their locations are well-guarded secrets. Go back. Go back again. Okay, what's happening here? I've apparently I've joined some sort of secret super super people club. The young woman introduces the Sosa's viewer and tells you that she serves as a barkeep for the guild hall. She learned that she was once an adventurer, but then she took an arrow to eat. No, wait, actually, but that but the particularly nasty run-in with a band of forest trolls brought her days in the bowl profession to a premature end, so no arrows or knees involved. The guild master was kind enough to take me on here. Don't give anything for the days of high adventure again. I only told you the guild master is currently in. You're the first person to wander in here for quite some time. I'm sure I'd be happy to see you. Alright, this is the guild hall of the Adventurers Collective. A roaring fire illuminates the cramped, musty interior, casting its flickering light off the many weapons and other strange objects that adorn the walls. Several tables and their accompaniment of chairs sit before the fire. A door at the back of the room leads to the Guild Master's Chamber. A long, polished bar that runs the length of the far wall is tended by the one-eyed young woman named Rowley. She looks at you and smiles. Apart from the two of you, the hall's common room is empty. Right, speak with you. I'll give anything to have a, have a one of those trolls that gave me this nasty spot, she says, fingering the black patch that covers her white eye. Things could have been worse. Maybe some days, Hoop. Now, how about telling me what you've been up to lately? Be, begin to relate an exhaustive account of your latest adventures. Drew's really listens intently to your every word. Drury fiddles with, with the patch green's white eye and then leans in close and lowers her voice. Not supposed to be spreading this through our mind, she says softly. But you must be interested in a place called the Lost Crown. It's a tavern in Minxville. Its keeper is a man named Goom. Gilborn Sulheim. You make some interesting... Excess. Really leans away from you and nods. Now, don't go say it, then I told you. He likes to keep his operation a secret. After all, the sort of things he's famous for mixing up could get him into real trouble. Thank Billy for the information. Suddenly! Fiddling with the patch that covers his white eye, Vero leans in, and her voice barely above a whisker. Whisper, she says something that immediately captures your full attention. They're looking for new members in one of the guild halls, she says. Her tone suggested the admission is something she could make villains real. Only one of her halls, I might add. It's the Copper Hilt Log. I believe Japanese interested. The very mention of the launch sends sends your pulse racing and floods your mind with a thousand different forces. You, as most ones, have long assumed that, that the guild horses. Affiliated with the adventure collective, had long since closed their doors, scattering their dwindling membership to the wind. What is a launch? Copper Hill Launch. Its location is a long-guarded secret. It's one of the oldest remaining guild halls affiliated with the adventure collective. If you know the location of the guild hall, be sure not to breathe a word of it to everyone. Okay, so that applies to all of you listening to this. Well, where, we'll, where I find out where it is, 
You're not to tell anyone. Okay? Even though this is on the internet, you're not to tell anyone. Yes. So the only way to find out is to play the game. Because I'm, I think, actually, I'm not going to tell you where it is in the future. Because I've just been told not to breathe a word of it to anyone. And that, this is in the game law. So, if, I, if the game law says not to breathe a word of it to anyone, I, I won't. I, I'll try not to reveal where I am when I get there. Okay, even though I kind of had. Even though I've just, just revealed it. But... The very men among the guild halls still spoken of by of those venturers long enough in their tooth to remember. The Copper Hill Lodge is perhaps the most infamous. The Lodge has seen a small revival, whispers Muir, apparently still fearful of being honest. I will see word that the Lodge is looking to add a few new members to its wings. If you're interested, I can tell you how to find it. When you immediately reply in the affirmative, Vero, still whispering, Details for you the precise location of my lodge. You carefully commit the location to memory. And I'm not telling you. Because, no. I make no further mention of it, Mrs. Mir- Whispers Yuri. Glancing nervously about as she adjusts her iPad. If you do head out that way, please be careful. I think you'll find that, well, I'm sure you'll see for yourself. Good luck. Okay, let's see. Okay, now to... All right, she's talking about those All right, time to visit the Guildmaster. The Guildmaster of the Avengers Collective is a tall, shadowy, imposing figure. A, la- a dark hood covers his head, shadowing his face. A long sword dangles from the right side of his belt. On the left hangs a small hand axe. He rises from behind the wooden table. He's been studying an open, open leather-bound tome and greets you with a curt nod. How is it I can help thee, Zoop? He says in a low voice. Seek training. There is a small matter to be attended to first, as the Guildmaster. The cost to become a fully-fledged member of the Adventurer Collective is eight adventure tokens and 10,000 gold. Oh, I have both of those. I presume, of course, that an adventure of your statue is not without sufficient amounts. Such currencies... That's what I have to pay to join. With all the collective that has to offer, you certainly can't hope to get it for nothing, says the, said the girl, who's still slightly put off by our present. Your adventurers never change. Always trying to get something for nothing. Alright. Okay, I'll pay what is required and join the adventurer collective. The girl master nods solemnly and accepts your payment. Yeah, I've just spent eight adventure tokens and 10,000 gold. Okay, I'm going to get those eight adventure tokens back soon. And the, the gold isn't that hard a deal to, to get more of. Welcome to the Adventure Collective, he says, stepping forward to meet you in the shoulder cross. You are, I must say, uh, an honoured addition to our illustrious wanks. Alright, now, converse... With the guild, the guild master seems knowledgeable on a vast array of subjects. Although it's obvious that his interest in the current affairs of the outside world is interesting. What's about this uh, spider statue? Now, what's that do? 
The Guildmaster gasps. You produce the hideous spider statue and hand it before the Horium. He quickly picks up the strange item and studies it closely. Where did you get this? He asks. Surely this came from the tomb of Lord Juf Quen. Before you can give a full explanation of your trials in the Hall of Seven Ghouls, the Guildmaster interrupts and thanks you for giving him a prized possession he had long believed was rather lost. Please accept this small token of my profound appreciation, he says. Handing you a tightly drawn leather pouch. I wonder, I wonder what happened that caused him to lose this statue. Was it was it way back before he was this awesome guildmaster person? And presumably one of the most powerful people in the land. Because, I mean, you don't. You don't become the girl master of the adventures collective without being an awesome adventure. Yeah, yeah, suddenly you had to flee and the skeletons claw- clawed him. They tore open his pack bag. The spider statue came out. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Please accept this small token of this my profound appreciation, he says, handing you a tightly drawn leather pouch. You open the pouch and discover, much to your delight, Contains a small quantity of adventurer tokens. Yay! Um, oh, I've, I've just got my ATs back. Yay! The guildmaster steps forward and lays his hand on your shoulder. Almost at once, a strange but pleasant sensation passes through his fingers. As through you, as his fingers press firmly into your flesh. Thank you again, Zoop, he says, as he withdraws his hand and goes back to studying the statue. Okay, what's he got to say about Thane Poen? Alright, he's ultimately a good sort, I say, says the girl master. But if he has what he considers to be the best interest sitting as people's art, there are other influences in his kingdom he must remain wary of, and I pray he will do so. What's he got to say about the king? Uh, nope, nope, nothing about the king. What do you have to say about yourself? Now, apparently, he, I must confess, such things were of little interest to me. Yeah, I can, I can appreciate that. I really don't like talking about myself either. Yeah. All right. Now, let's see. So I can talk. I can seek training. Despite its overall decline in status over the past generation, Collective still boasts a vast network of masters in the various magical and non-magical disciplines. The Guildmaster details you the various masters within the Collective. Which of our masters would you like to consult, Soup? I know, these are these masters, they can teach you any skill. Well, well, any skill and nearly Every power in the game. Nearly. Yes. Yes. Uh, but. But they cost. It costs a lot of money. And some of those very valuable ATs. So you want to go out. If it's at all possible. You should learn your skills and powers. In, in other ways. So learn all. So learn most of your powers from the Grey Circle. Get necromancy from one of the Merc adventures. 
and to start with start with a few of the with some of the skills you can't learn learn through crests but there is one skill one skill in the entire game that you can only only get here no matter how optimal you play your game and that's the skill of weaponry staffs. So I want to make use of that that bladed staff I got off that off red coat. After that here, but well, as of now, I do not have any really good staffs. And each of these adventurers has their own little description. Now I'm not going to read them out. Because I've got to say something for you to read when you play the game. And also, I will I'll be coming back later when, when I get a good enough staff. Maybe I'll read them all then. So that, that's one thing you can do with the Adventures Collective. You can go off to that. You can go off. It, you know, it, it gives you the way to that guild. The Copper Hilt Lodge, which has a lot of adventures there. So let's see. Arkle the Familiar Keeper. Arkle the Familiar Keeper is an elderly, white-haired man who shuffles about in his surprisingly large quarters as hope of a stout briarwood cane. He welcomes you into his chamber and puts down his wire for an ape pipe, in which a steady fog of quick grey smoke seeps. Well, it isn't one of our newer and most accomplished members, he says, smiling. How can an old feeble man like you be associated to you, inquired by Arkle's familiars. Ah well, familiar is, is as good a term as I could come up to them. They're creatures of their own will, mind you, though much of their disposition depends upon the ability of their master. You ask Arkle how you might, might go about acquiring and finding out more about familiars. Well, there's been some trouble with them, like he says. His angry look replaces his perspective a skeletal warrior turned to a pistol that last week and nearly cut his arm was. And, and a, a paddle almost took out poor one of his eyes. For any more of those creatures is hatched in his chamber, got to make certain Summerstone isn't once again up to its old tricks. Echo leads you to the centre of the room where a broad, flat, square stone sits on the one. The stone is perhaps five inches thick and nearly four feet across at the corners. Four large symbols, each a variation of a seven-pointed star, inscribed on the corners of the slab. This little beauty likes to play a few tricks now and again, he says, smirking. At the feet of you, at your feet, is the summoner's stone, Zoo. I dare say you'll be troubled to find a more mysterious and powerful object in all of Arcanum. Don't you, there, Phil? I'll get to the bottom of what's going on, and I'll be able to help you out. You thank Arco and wish him luck before taking leave of your hobbling familiar key. Of hobbling familiar keeper. Now, it turns out that fixing that is a lot harder than it looks. But it turns out quite a lot of things are harder than they look from someone who doesn't know anything about that thing. It's a general rule. Whatever, whatever you, if you don't know anything about something, however hard you think it is, it's harder. Yeah, however complex you think it is, it's more complex. However long you think it might take, it'll probably take longer. 
And that's that's all. Yeah. So you go up to someone and say, it is an expert solution. Says, Why haven't you solved problem X? It's the usual answer is because problem X is really hard to solve. So something to something to always remember. Problem X is probably really hard to solve, whatever X may be. Okay, I'll speak with viewer again. Nothing, nothing happens there. Sit and relax by the fire. You sit and relax by the warm glow of the fire, happy to at last give your feet weary feet a rest. And you can see who's been here recently. Not that many people. Now, there's another thing you can do called the melee ladder. The guild master nods and leads you down to a lower chamber of the guild hall to a sizable but barren circular stone chamber. In the centre of the chamber, atop an intricately adorned dais, rests a simmering silver orb. Well, see if you haven't yet earned a mark for yourself here, ladder. Best explain a bit what it's what it is and how it works. He says. The guild master says the melee ladder is designed to provide a mem provide members of the Venture Collective with a means of safely and effectively determining their level of combat prowess. There's little sense in running, running down, out to hunt dragons and goblins, or you'd be better suited to dragons and griffins, or you'd be better suited to squatting down goblins. In this, in this chamber, Zoop, your metal will be tested and your limitations revealed, for better or worse. It tells you that the shimmering silver orb in the middle of the chamber is a powerful magical artifact crafted by the famed spellcaster hero one and presented as a token of appreciation to the Collective many years ago. You learn that the Silver Orb is endowed, endowed with the power to project lifelike illusions to use to create the opponents that you will battle on each rung of your ascent up the melee ladder. The Guildmaster tells you, as if you couldn't guess, that for, that for every rung of the ladder that you climb, the opponents will face will grow in difficulty. explains that you must... Defeat four consecutive enemies of each rung of the ladder before you can advance to the next higher rung. A simple enough concept, to be sure, he says. Yet executing on that instruction will prove the challenge. As you do not doubt you understand, defeat four enemies as well, and you climb to the next rung. If you defeated at any point, you must begin again on your current rung. The Guild Master Fur explains that the illusions, while lifelike in every way, cannot kill you. You also learn there are two separate ladders. One allows the use of magic during combat, and the other that does not. You are told no special items, magical or otherwise, may be used during the melee ladder battles. The Guild Master stands next to you and dies and places his hands upon the shimmering silver orb. A low hum reaches your ears. Its ghostly light floods the chamber. Which of the ladders will it be, Zoop? He asks. Current standing on the middle ladders is one on both. With no magic allowed. The first, the first round is only the lonely. You step back and signals the guildmaster you're ready to begin. And almost immediately, a bright flash of light fills the chamber. As the light fades, your eyes come to rest upon the first of your opponents now moving towards you from the base of the dais. 
You bravely act like my first opponent. It's a snarling wolf, which lunges savagely at me, but is slain. Okay. I got some... Snarling wolf shimmers brightly for a moment, and then vanishes. You are victorious. Well done, Zoop, says the girl master, nodding previously. Victory has moved you one step closer to completing this one that we learn, only the lonely. The there are three opponents left to defeat on this one. The girl master moves his hand over the surface of the world, and a bright, bright flash of light fills the chamber. When the light fades, you find yourself facing your next opponent. It's another snarling wolf. Okay. And it's a spear-wielding goblin. Which thrusts its crude spear at me. And is saying, well, it would be, you know, it, it was actual real thing. But I think what we learned from back in Proving Grounds... From way back in Proving Grounds 2... Just because something's illusionary doesn't mean it's not dangerous. Alright, and the last one, it's another snarling wolf. Just did a, did a brutal stroke for a bit of damage, but it is slain. Best to round two, the Boneyard. 64 XP to general, and that's the main reason you do this. You try to climb the melee ladder because when you add together all the ones by the two ladders, that 64 XP starts to add up. The girl master waves his hand and you're instantly and fully healed. Just a little trick I learned many years back, he smirks. Hmm, could you teach me that? I, w I sure would like to be able to just restore all my SP and NV just in, in seconds. The girl master commends you on your progress at the Milala and tells you that whenever you feel you're ready, the next one awaits. Okay, now. The girl master frowns with his moans put off by our reluctance to attempt the Milala. Very well, he sighs. Follow me then. Without another word, he leads you back to the guild hall commonly. So that, that's, that's, all, that's all I can do here for now. But there will be more stuff. There will be more things later, because this this place does it, it involves itself in a few in some quests. Now I'm going to leave this guild hall. Oh, oh! There's a suspicious man. You spot a man in a dark blue cloak, milling about nearby. Though you can't be certain, he appears to be watching. Approach the suspicious character. As you approach the man, he retreats several steps and motions for you to step closer. After making certain that no one else is lurking about nearby, you move over to him and ask what it is he wants. Wrinkle face peers out at you from beneath the folds of a broad hood. Travel to the southern reaches of the kingdom! He says in a low, raspy voice. There in the valley of fanes, you will find the copper wood. Eldridge has returned, and her strength grows with every day that passes. The heroes who have taken the fight to her could use someone like you, Zoop, to bolster their beleaguered 
Gwanks. That's the old man wise watching you, and now he knows your name, immediately becomes agitated. Don't waste your time, he snaps. You must travel to the copper wood in Fainvale and join the fight. With that, he turns away and steps, turns and steps away from you. You once again set off on your way. Yes. Now, anyway, that. Now that caught that battle against Uldja, who's a really big, really scary dragon. Is one of the multiplayer scenarios in this game. These are super, super duper tough, tough bosses with thousands of experience, thousands of stamina points. And so, to deal with them, every anyone who plays the game can bash at them. Bash at them for about 50 rounds before they have to back off for reasons presumably so they don't just get slain by one super powerful person and, and then back off and back off but they can immediately charge back in and bash them again and ev every person who fights who fights them they're, they're, they're knocking down the same stanima same stanima pool and the more stanima you knock out of this enemy, the greater your reward. And if you if you do one of the last blows, you get an additional reward at the end. And also several of these multiplayer options link to other have their own quests for powerful items. So they're, they're also they're a good source of both general XP. All skills and powers XP and completing quests, so you definitely want to try them out. And since these multiplayer things con constantly come back because they're just that monstrous that they just won't stay down, you they, you can grind them as you want. Just there's there's a form of grinding you can do. So I'm going to save. So yeah, that's I. They tend not to be that complicated, though the multiplayer. So, I, and also you die a lot when you do them, and I don't. I kind of don't want to show you me dying all the time. So I probably won't record me actually doing the multiplayer. Also, I want you to. Want to save the experience of them for when you actually play the game for yourself, which you better at some point. So anyway, I'm going to stop for now. Bye, bye. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.